American engineers and inventors who work in places in the developing world might tell you that getting an invention to people who need it can be challenging. It's a steep learning curve for anyone navigating the process on their own. Now a small group of international development companies in Denver has an idea to make the process a little easier. Their solution comes in the form of an abandoned 19th century horse barn. The world's Jason Margolis reports from Denver. Engineer Steve Katsaros came up with a pretty good idea to help people without electricity. Take a light bulb and attach some small solar panels. Let me show you something. I'll give you a good sound bite here. (laughs) He shows me an LED bulb surrounded by a bubble of hard plastic, the same material used in car headlights. Uh, It can be dropped. I mean, just and then just pick it up. He picks it up off the concrete and not a scratch. Katsaros is hoping to sell these bulbs to many of the 1.3 billion people in the developing world who use kerosene lamps, which are polluting and more expensive to use. But his company, Nocaro, only has 13 employees worldwide. And that brings us to the old converted horse barn. Andrew Romanoff is with the Colorado organization IDE. The group is focused on anti-poverty efforts in the developing world. So we're standing in front of a 25,000-square-foot, 110-year-old horse barn. Once upon a time, this building housed both the trolleys that the Denver City Railway Company operated and the horses that drew those trolleys. Today, many of the windows are blown out or boarded up. Inside, the brick walls have been charred by fire. The building, which is owned by the city of Denver, has sat this way for two decades. Then Romanoff's group IDE came along. It's costing the city and IDE some $2.3 million to renovate. Romanoff says this place should look pretty different by next summer. Inside the building, although it's difficult to tell now once you get past the dirt floors and the pigeons, you'll find office space eventually uh, for 30 different organizations and 120 employees. Half of the floor plan is designated as common space, so you'll find conference rooms and boardrooms, a lunchroom, a lecture hall. This idea, sharing workspace, is nothing new. You can find hundreds of examples across the world with entrepreneurs, artists, or nonprofits doing this. But Romanoff says this one will be a little different. This is the first shared space initiative dedicated to international development, to our knowledge. IDE has recruited companies working on projects in agriculture, health, and microfinance to come on board. The common theme, fighting global poverty. When Steve Katsaros, the guy who makes solar light bulbs, heard about the horse barn, he says he was all in. Just love the idea of getting everybody together because there's so much opportunity for, hey, you're going to Nigeria, I need this a bit of information there, or I've got a connection for you in Kenya, or I've got an entity in Chile that you might want to meet with. So we're going to have a lot of this interaction. Interaction with people like Avery Bang, executive director of the group Bridges to Prosperity. They build footbridges in places like Haiti, Rwanda, and East Timor. Bang says she's looking forward to being in close contact with other Denver companies, learning how they deal with things like negotiating with foreign ministries. And she's also eager to share more mundane resources. As an executive director, I I don't like to deal with the financial, accounting, payroll, human resources, travel logistics, a lot of the less obvious, um, less tactile shared services, I think will actually become one of the primary benefits of being in this building. And then we also have these phone booths over here because space is at such a premium. To get a better sense of how a shared space operates, I took a tour of the Martin Trust Center for MIT Entrepreneurship in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Bill Allett is the center director. 
And then we have our food groups over here. We have ramen noodles. We have Red Bull. The idea of shared space is deeply ingrained in East Cambridge for both MIT students and alumni. And the number of successful companies that began in these few square blocks is staggering. If you combine the companies started by MIT alumni into a new country, it'd be the 11th biggest economy in the world. But here's a question. Do these businesses thrive because of the culture of collaboration? Or are these just really smart people who would do well anywhere? So we did a lot of research on this, and there's a big question about whether shared space is really the factor. We believe that shared space is a positive thing. What it does is it builds a sense of community. And the learning that goes on is lateral learning, not just hierarchical learning. And there's also this sense of community. And when it's an entrepreneur, the oscillations that you go through, the ups and downs emotionally, you want to have a group that supports you in that as well. A successful entrepreneur I met in Cambridge said you need a physical space to keep talented people tethered to the area and energized. In Denver, people like Avery Bang are starting to feel that way. We are a group of folks, a lot of Return Peace Corps volunteers, a lot of folks that have spent years living and working in rural areas abroad, coming back and saying, well, you know, there needs to be solutions to these problems. And I think Denver is positioned very strongly to be that center. Right now, that center is a dilapidated brick building in a depressed part of town. But the people I met in Denver say the scrappiness of the project makes it all the more appealing. For The World, I'm Jason Margolis, Denver.